Welcome to Speaking Highly with John Huck. I am your host, John Huck. With me as always, Indy Fawcett. If you like the show, if you've been enjoying it, uh, please like, subscribe, rate, and review. It really helps us. And um, I'd like to hear what you have to say. To be honest, I'd love to know what you think. So comment below. Please do that. Smash the yeah. like button. Hit the there subscribe. Go. Go. go to speakinghighly.com. Everything's there. This is this is that this is how this is how it's done by people that were born in the '90s. Everybody, <laughs> smash the like button. Imagine kids born um, in this decade, though. Imagine in 20 years what what the shtick they will have on camera. I'm not going to be a, but because, I'm not going to be able to keep up. Like this is already a gap that sometimes makes me feel like I'm a thousand years old and need hip surgery. Okay, so. Anything else is going to be any like whatever the new terms are. I assume eventually this will all be like a button you just press and then a podcast will appear out of your own eyes. And hey, just watch. We're not too far want. away from that. Yeah, we are not. That is true <laughs> and terrifying. Uh, today we are celebrating pit bull type dogs. Um, Interesting. I, had I not? Yeah. Yes. Had I not? Had I not done the um, interview with my guest today first? I would not. I would have just said pit bulls because I thought pit bulls. Pitbull was a breed of dog. It is not. It is just a name given to that type of dog. There is a Pitbull Terrier. That's a type of dog. Um, it's interesting because it's like a, um, a an iceberg. Because like the even the name of the so-called breed is is part of the problem. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Did you say like iceberg? Like an iceberg. It's like we see pit bulls and we don't even think twice about it, but there's so much extra. Oh, the, the tip of the iceberg. You know what I mean? I yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, were people mislabeling icebergs back in the day? What are you talking see, about? You need me for the, the like and subscribe and I need you for the... Uh... Science. Yeah. <laughs> we're both fucked then. Um, uh, yeah, so pit bull type dogs. It's it's that look. It's the look of that kind of, that kind of dog. But... Um, they are horribly misunderstood. It's a really one of the most misunderstood breeds of animal that exist, I would think. Um, that you know, the, there's so many misconceptions about about these dogs. What, like people think they're born violent. People think they're, you know, oh, they're used for dog fighting because they're violent dogs. That's not true. It's the opposite. Um, our guest today, uh, it is, it's the opposite. Um, our guest today is Rebecca Corey. She is an actress and a comedian, but she started a nonprofit called Stand Up for Pits, and she essentially tours the country raising awareness and money for uh, education, advocacy, and, you know, rescuing some of these dogs out of shelters and putting an end to dog fighting. Um, she's been at this for a while, and she's really made some headway, made some progress. You know what I mean? And again, we talk about this and this is a running theme on our show. When you start or do anything like this and it's done from a place of authenticity and love, it will not fail. Definitely. That's it. Uh, it can't, you know, so it's proven itself. we do talk about yeah. that a little bit, but, um, uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty intense, what she's had to do, what she's raised, you know, she got 5,000 people to DC for, the uh, you know, a million Pibbles March. And, um, I think Pibbles is, I didn't actually ask her this, but I think that's just kind of, uh, um, so just a slang slang. It's fun. like slang for like those types of dogs. Yeah. Um, um, but you know, again, she's. I think I think the, one of the biggest things that she's helping do is put an end to the common misconceptions. Because even growing up, when I was a kid, it's like, oh, what is that? Is that a pit bull? Oh, right. Run! You know, like you're already you, building you, your preconceived notions. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, for me, it started with Doberman Pinchers. We had a neighbor that had two real big, pointy, mean yeah. as shit looking Doberman Pinchers, and you think in your head as a kid, you're like, oh, those dogs look mean. They're mean. They're raised mean. They're mean. They're mean dogs. No dog is mean. No dog is born mean. That's like uh, no human right. is born racist. You're taught that. You're right. learned that. And also, you could um, you could you could even conceive like if you're brought up in a in a in a, a scenario that uh, abusing dogs in this nature of dog fighting or whatever, if you're br you know brought up in a culture where that's okay, like that's even teaching you 
that t you know uh, to treat things based on appearance to treat things you know what i mean it's 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 bleeding into our subconscious on how we actually treat other people by oh, actually it, it's it's insane and i can tell you yeah. this if you're someone who is involved in dog fighting you're not a good person <laughs> um <laughs> you're a sack of shit uh, there's really, I, you're not going to find one, a guy who's like, I love dog fighting and then saving orphans. Like there's no, right. someone who's into dog fighting is strictly a money based human being and literally an awful, awful person. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just can't imagine. I have, I have friends I know too, that love that obsessed with the pit bull type dogs. And I have one friend, do you remember when like gay marriage was being uh the law was coming in yeah and the and there was like this group of like homophobic scared weirdos that were like what's gonna happen next w gay people can get married whatever's gonna want to marry their dog and the first thing i thought was like i have a buddy i'm like i think my friend would marry his dog and i don't mean like sexually but like he's failed miserably at every relationship with women that he's ever had and all he does is love his dogs so it's like yeah, this dude would probably benefit from a sexless marriage to a dog. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm just saying. Think about it, future. Um, just kidding. It starts uh, here. That's speaking highlights. It starts here. <laughs> it starts here. That this is the uh, ground zero for marrying your dog. <laughs> um, the I wanted to talk about this. I looked up just for kicks. I looked up famous pit bulls, mm. pit bull yeah. type dogs, because you know uh, I think. What, what kind of dog is Lassie? That dog is always like, oh, that's a smart dog. Golden Retrievers are such smart dogs, you know, and they always get into movies and Rin Tin Tin, which was neither one of those was. But there's there's been a couple. There's f the five most famous pit bull type dogs. Uh, Bud, uh, in 1903, uh, took a, the first cross-country road trip with a guy in a car. It's the first time a human being drove a car across country. Bud, the dog, was in there with him. Um, which I think is hilarious. The first dog to get to put his head out the window and go, oh, man, America smells. Making every you know? dog jealous. Like, he has the Dude. longest miles with head out the window. Yeah. That but that's also, like, the first, because that's a sensory thing. So, like, mm. they pick up, when they put their head out the window, it's a sensory thing. They pick up more than, like, a regular human being. Right. But they would, no dog would have ever felt that before. Ah, Do you know what I mean? Like, interesting. I mean, yeah, you can run, but you can't run... 50 miles an hour so it's like or when, whatever when it the is. ape found mushrooms and then we became who we are it's like the dog got in the car and drove across country the first time and just it, and just rose canine intelligence for the are better are you saying right. evolution from apes happened when they ate mushrooms <laughs> is that what you said it's 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 a theory that's an interesting theory it's that i theory. i would love to explore that some more because i mean that's how evolution yeah. started like an ape takes mushrooms and he's like you know what? He does equal MC squared. I think. Uh, he... <laughs> <laughs> I think Joe Rogan planted that in our brains. Thank you, Joe Rogan. By the way, <laughs> hey, there's. I mean, there there is something. I mean, you know that the hallucinogenic properties exist in plants right. and stuff all over the the forest. So, who but I'm knows? saying like that first nose across the country. Who knows what it did to that to that dome of that first? Of I mean, can you imagine him going back to his dog friends? Like they're all like they've been sitting on, in the dirt, just like kind of laying around. He's like. <laughs> I smelled Wyoming, okay? <laughs> and everyone's like, what, dude? What's Wyoming? What <laughs> Wyoming at 50 miles an hour is insane. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> then uh, Sergeant Stubby, uh, he captured a German spy in World War I, um, which I found interesting. Damn. Also, the picture of the dog, the dog is like, it, it, I, I don't like, what kind of pussy was this spy that he didn't just like run away from the dog? Right. <laughs> Um, there's a dog in Flashdance they tried to tell me was famous, but I didn't know that. Uh, Petey from The Little Rascals. I don't know if you ever oh, watched yes. Old Little Rascals, that dog with the spot in his eye. Yeah. I love that dog. I watched a lot of Little Rascals growing up. Uh, and then Lucky, uh, who played champion on Parks and Rec. Oh, you're right. Which, yeah, champ. When they, have, when they have dogs on TV and in movies... And they change the dog's name. Like, yeah. the dog's name in real life is is Lu Lucy. Sorry, not Lucky. Lucy. Lucy yeah. And uh, and on the show, they're like, we're going to name the dog Champion. Is the dog aware that of the name change? Like, is the dog like, oh, they're calling me Lucy. They're calling me Lucy. It's okay to shit on the rug. 
and then like, oh, they're calling me champion. I better get to set. Like, well, you know, just I mean, imagine, like... <laughs> imagine the phone call with the with the dog's agent between the dog and the agent. I mean, that must be. Am, am I am I getting on this again? Do, are they going to use my name again here? Why do you keep booking yeah, me on, the, just, on these gigs? Can they just call me Lucy? No, it's got to be champion. That's the that's the right. fucking, I want. Yeah. Wet dog food, and I want to be called by my name. It's the only thing. That's the um, green M Ms. Uh, you know of the. That that the myth of the Van Halen, right? Yeah, take out all the fucking (laughs) so dumb. Uh, Yeah. So anyway, those are the five most famous pit bulls. Which uh, you know, I just I think the point is they they are a very smart dog, and we talk about this a little bit. The common misconceptions are that they're they're born violent, that their brains swell, that their brains keep growing after you know. Obviously, your brain grows when you're born, and then it, it stops within the casing of your skull. There's a misconception that pit bull type dogs, their brain swells and doesn't stop growing, which makes them go insane. And that's why they're violent. Again, it's ludicrous and completely is this Leonardo against DiCaprio science. in Django Unchained? Well, who is this? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I, I never feel embarrassed. I never saw that movie, but I'm guessing he's a racist. No, piece in the of movie, shit. he he takes a human skull and says, "See, see these three indentations here. This means that humans have a." a, a I think it was a, no, it was like a slave skull. It's like these slaves have these three indentations, which means they're these type of people. And this is what my pa taught me. And it was just like, no, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> no, you're insane. That's the kind of science that went around. Exactly. Then. They're like, yeah. well, if you look here, the indentation means that they couldn't think. And right. you're like, Dude, where are you? Where, who, where'd you learn that? Yeah, like, nowhere. You made it up. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah. No, I've, um, but that is, yes, it's that kind of person going, you know what it is. And it, it, it to me, that all starts with like a dumb dad who won't admit he's wrong. Right. And it's like, hey, I want to teach my son this. And then the son is like, yeah, that's what my dad taught me. So I'm going to teach my son. And then it just, you know, yeah. again, I do compare um, any dog born, you know, is born kind. Yeah. They're and born it's loving. It's 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 interesting that I bring up Django and Chain. I wasn't even um, thinking of this. But in the movie, um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio owns slaves, and he has slaves fight each other to the death, like dog fighting. And so it's like, did this spawn from stuff like that? And I just Googled it, and it actually really did happen, stuff like this, Mandigo fighting, it's called. Um, So did this happen when it stopped being okay to kill people? They're just like, let's Probably. just start using dogs. And they're just like, if not at the same time. This is ins- yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, is that the evolution of this evil behavior? It's insane. It's, it's, it's incredible. And again, all taught, all learned. All learned. None of it's natural. Yeah. It's like racism isn't, you, you don't, you're not born racist. You don't, bo- you're not right. born hating anybody. Right. You're taught that your environment teaches you that your parents teach you that whatever it is but that's the same with these dogs they're just pushed into these situations and even rebecca talks about it like if me and her are thrown into a room and we're both given knives and one of us is not allowed to come out someone's getting stabbed to death you know it's like gotta figure it out so these dogs are forced into these situations and it's nightmarish you know and then they're rescued and you know i mean we we get to see a little bit of rebecca's dogs one of them is a rescue from a, a fighting operation and this dog is (laughs) <laughs> loving the couch just sitting there with his just, dog yeah. head like <laughs> it's good yeah it's great um and this whole episode is just like i wanted to talk to rebecca i want to talk to her about what she's doing with stand up for pits and how she's helping and um kind of you know her breaking point of getting a, a pit bull type dog and not understanding all this stuff that people really did think about it and feel about it and um, it's, realizing that you couldn't sit around and just do nothing yeah. so she did this and uh it's been a lot of work but she's done it. Um, it's an incredible journey she's gone through with this. Yeah. with this yeah. Uh, nonprofit. Yeah, it's great. <clears throat> and and to be able to do it based coming out of your standup, meaning she's using her joke telling abilities to raise money for a cause she really believes in. I think that's a great lesson in in something awesome in, right there. In trying to see something within yourself that you could do. You know, it's 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 a great lesson. We've all got literally the, like we've all got gifts, and yeah. nobody is you. Nobody, even if you do something that a thousand other people do for a living or whatever, nobody's doing it the exact same way you are. So you bring yourself to everything you do. You have to. That's who you are, and there's nobody else like you. So if you got a cause, if you got something that you believe in, 
Nothing says you can't go out there and raise money for it, start a nonprofit. And I'm not saying this like it's fucking do it. It's easy because it's not. It's a, yeah. it's hard work. But the reward is the success of this type of thing. And you'll hear from Rebecca. You know, she's got yeah. tons of friends in Hollywood who've made money in movies and shit. That's that wouldn't have made her happy. So it's incredible. She did this, yeah. and she benefits you know, benefits her, and it benefits the dogs and people who love these dogs. So. Uh, enjoy my talk with Rebecca Corey from Stand Up for Pits. How are you, John? I'm good. I'm good. I haven't seen you in, since when? <sighs> what? Mid two thousands, something Holy like that. Yeah. It's been a while. Cause you, there was, like, I was still, you were still performing here and there. And then I think, well, we'll talk about it, but I think this stand up for pits sort of took over and became my thing. Your, your true, your true calling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna stay? Are you standing? Yeah, I'm gonna stand the whole time. Okay. Are you are you getting your steps in? What are you doing? Just, just. Um, <laughs> well, I'm in the mountains. Oh, and where where I'm at not very good service so oh. if i yeah so um and if i go downstairs the light there's a whole thing so during the whole pandemic i always do my zooms here and yes i stand okay all right i mean as long as, long as the, you've been there the whole time you've been up in the mountains the whole time the whole time wow good for you i mean i mean i come i come back down every now and then but yeah it's oh like yeah a, it's a secret it's a secret girl camp up here by my house well, i mean it's oh by girl i mean just me and my dogs oh how many dogs yeah, do you have? I have two. Two. Sally and Todd. Do you have Sally. access? To, yeah, Sally, Sally and Todd. Todd. Do you have access to um, Instagram? Yeah. Well, go to Sally and Todd, and that's their page, and that's oh, that. that's oh, okay, all right. Yeah, Follow they have Sa like yeah, they have like eighty four thousand followers. Of course they do. Uh, I only work at it every day and get nothing and then dogs get online and get cute and everyone's like yeah. gotta look at more of this yeah. well sally and todd are pretty exceptional like you're not gonna believe when you see their faces okay now okay i appreciate that now is this like a parent you know oh, my kid is the best and then you see their kid and you're like i don't know your kid almost put poo in his mouth so no 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 no, no, no i'm not saying that what i'm saying is when you see them you're not going to believe it Oh, like that's... when you see, like, it's like that. Like if you could, if you. <laughs> so this isn't the same thing as a parent. This is different. No, this is real. This is different. This is this real. Is, this this is isn't real some stupid kid bullshit. We're talking about dogs here, people. <laughs> this is, this is real talk. That's if fair. You, if you went on, if you were to open your phone right now and go on Instagram and look at them right now. You'd shit your pants, right? Well, I, yeah, I, that's why I can't do it while we're doing the podcast okay. because then okay, people okay. would be like, "Did he just shit his pants? Yeah, yeah, Is I know, that I know, what's I going know. on?" And then they would, yeah. it would be. Well, I'll be the only one. Let me see what Sally's doing because she sometimes gets up to no good bullshit out here. Hey, ma'am, get out of the sun. Come on, let's go inside. Come on, get inside. Here, I'll show you her face. Hang on. <sighs> <laughs> looks very looks very calm she looks very calm no she's pissed because i told her to get out of the sun here let me show you this one <laughs> he looks young yeah he's that only the, like that's six hey buddy his name's todd hey todd yeah, Todd what? and Sally. They got Where do you get the names? Do. I don't know. They just came to me. You know, I'm gifted like like that. Isn't Todd and Isn't Todd and Sally? Is that Bill Murray and uh, That's not Bill Murray and Gilda Radner. Shut up! Is it? No. What's her? His name is Todd. She's always like, "Shut up, Todd." But what's <laughs> But what's her name? Her name is something else. I don't think it's Sally. Google it. I don't know. That's, I can't that remember. Would be epic if it was. Yeah, that'd be great though. That's funny. Todd's a great mm. name. I, lo I like, do you, do you always, um, I mean, not always, but is, are human names kind of wh what you lean towards or? Yeah, 
I think they're funny. Yeah, they are funny. Like, I think like Todd's face is a Todd. Like he's a you know he's a bro. So that's you, know? you do you look at him and you go, mm, you're a Todd. Oh yeah, like there was no one else he could have been. He could have been a Brian maybe, but like Todd is it. Todd. And I like one syllable like Jack Todd Mark. Yeah. A friend of mine named their dog Gary. I was like, eh, that's all right, but I like like the one syllables better. Yeah, my friend Brian had a dog named Gary and a dog named Frank. Oh, and Frank's then, good, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Gary passed away, so he got a dog named Ned. Um, <laughs> that's good, that's good. Ted would have been probably better. Uh, the, the funniest name, like, my my friend's uncle got a new dog for the family, and he was letting his youngest son, he's like, okay, you want you can name the dog, you know? Like, this is, and it, it was, he was trying to make it kind of like, uh, more ceremonious, you know, he's like, Hey, yeah. look, you're going to get to give this dog the name. And the kid was like, Jeff. And the dad was like, what? He's like, let's name the dog Jeff. And the kid walked away. <laughs> the dog's name was Jeff for 16 years. It was so funny. It's that name uh, though. That's pretty good. Oh, Jeff. It was awesome. Yeah, it was yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. It was perfect. And the dog just like, did, he was like, your name's Jeff. The dog was like, just kind of walked away. <laughs> just like, whatever. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about, uh, yeah, let's, right, let's, do, let's do this. Taken right from the Stand Up For Pits website, um, it says, a nonprofit dedicated to saving lives and ending the abuse and discrimination of pit bull type dogs, in parentheses, pibbles, through live events, funds, education, and advocacy. Now, all over the website is type in quotes like type to people type dogs does that just mean that breed plus dogs that sort of look like pit bulls well or is that like a a scientific like oh you're about to have your mind blown pretty hardcore oh god uh (laughs) okay so there is no such thing as a pit bull a pit bull a pit bull is a term used to describe a type of dog based solely on its appearance. Now, okay, let that let that go in here. There you go. It's a term used to describe a type of dog based solely on its appearance. But, uh... there, but there is a, an American Pit Bull Terrier. American APBT. There is an, a purebred. There is a dog called an APBT. American, no, APBT. An American pit bull terrier. That's real. That is a breed. That is an actual breed. Okay. However, however, all these dogs all up in the shelter, 85% of them that are labeled pit bulls, they are not American pit bull terriers. They are just dogs that are called pit bulls based solely on their appearance. And that's what makes it that that is what makes it so unbelievably mind-numbing that people would discriminate and vilify these dogs and call them the evil and devil dogs and all the other bullshit they call them because of sim- because of what they look like it's fucking mind numbing it's like you it's the lowest level of discrimination it's so it makes me so insane and if i were to swab the inside of todd's mouth you saw his face right and swab the inside of Sally's mouth and get DNA tests. Would either of theirs come back American Pit Bull Terrier? No. Do they look alike? No. But are they called Pit Bulls? Yes. And that is what, that is, that is part of the problem. So, well, it, it just sound just when you say that and I hear it and then I re-say Pit Bull, it's, I mean, the, the it's, sounds like a name given to a dog that you would throw into a pit that would win at the fight fighting you know what i mean yeah and exactly and um and and the reality of that is we'll talk about dog fighting too for sure because that is a that is a massive epidemic in the united states of these americas it It is going on everywhere and it is being done by all people in all tax brackets in all of all ethnicities, men, women, young, old, at different levels. You know, some some dog fights, 60 grand, 180 grand to the winner. The torture that these dogs go through, pit bull, the term pit bull has nothing to do with pit. 
pit, the fighting has nothing to do with it. It's nothing to do with it. Okay. It's just a stupid term. I don't know. I I do not know who created it or how it caught on or whatever, but it did. I should probably dig into that. Nothing to do with the pituitary glands. I'm going to go with probably a solid no on that. (laughs) It's got really great pituitary glands. It's a pit bull. I can't confirm that because people are fucking stupid, so I can't confirm that. Well, we can confirm that. We can confirm that. So who knows? Anything's possible. But uh, like these dogs are born inherently good. They are just like any other dog. They're Actually, kind, they're funny, can, they're smart. What? Can I can I interrupt you? They're they're not like any other dog when they're born. They're better. Like the the what I read about the how they test the temperaments of animals like at, at a young age. The any any breed of dog that like is lumped into this pit bull category mm-hmm. is 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 like an 88th percentile of mm-hmm. of compassion among animals mm-hmm. and then every other breed every other breed of dog is like 70 to 77 percent so like they're not just born good they're born better than every other dog well hell yeah they are. i mean <laughs> it's crazy though i mean i didn't know no, it's that, crazy but... they're so there's and also just like they're just so funny. They're they're true comedians, John. Like they don't try. They I was gonna say to. they're not on purpose. They're like your friend who like looks like he has both shoes on the wrong feet. And you're like, Dude, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, and and they're they're um like just they're just super super intuitive. Like they make eye contact with you, and like if you go, like there's this thing where I can only take Sally doesn't like other dogs. The only dog she likes is Todd. That's it. All other dogs are dicks. Oh yeah. She hates them all. So I can only take them one at a time on a walk because Todd loves everybody. But Sally is like, no, Todd's her man, you know? So, (laughs) so, so when I'm leaving the house, I'll be like, I don't, I don't want him to see me because he'll think to do it, but I'll go like, cause I don't want Sally to know that, that we're leaving. We just kind of want to do it. Yeah, so I'll be like, I'll look at Todd and I'll go, like, I'll go like this with my hands, like, and he'll go, and I'll go, go, go. And then he goes, and he sprints down. He knows that I'm, I'm whispering. I'm just going, I'm whispering, go downstairs. And I'm going like that. And he goes, and he goes running. And then Sally's like, what the? Who the? What's going? And then I'm like, yeah, doesn't, she doesn't follow? No, she... She hears him going down, but she doesn't see me telling him because we're trying to do it secretly. But when she hears him go down, she goes like, wait, why is he going down there? And then I'm like, nothing, nothing. You just and we, whistle and walk slowly backwards. I just, I, just, uh, I tap dance backwards and um, <laughs> slam the door. Yeah. And it's just intense how smart they are. Like they're just so... They're so good. They're like the best things ever. Well, they're and their and it, intelligence is is partially um, why they are used for fighting too. Is that not the case or no? Um, I mean, no, it's no. not. It's just it, the size is, and it's the strength. Um, it's the strength that they have. They're very strong dogs, um, but it's also that they're just sort of the chosen ones that people use. It might be because it might be because that could be part of it could be because they're smart, but the truth of the matter is this, and this is a very important distinction when it comes to dog fighting, these dogs aren't born to, um, want to fight no more than, than Mary and Ted's black lab. <clears throat> want to fight that's not what they do they don't have this extra instinct of like oh yeah it's re- not it's not rumble. inherent in them it is not it is actual torture abuse and force they are forced by human beings to get into a ring and fight until they die and and the fights are horrific they can last up to two hours only ending because of broken bones and bleeding out or death if they lose, they're hung, electrocuted, skinned, beat, shot, starved, buried alive. That's their punishment. Um, and these dogs don't want to do it, but it's sort of like this, John. It's like if someone gave you a knife and gave me a knife and they said, here's the deal. You guys got to go in this room and not, 
one of you has to come out and when it eventually at some point i'm gonna be like john i hate to do this to you but i gotta but stab I'm, you i gotta stab you multiple times oh hello <laughs> yeah, you're good you're fine they're starved and, and they're forced into a ring and they're fought for many different reasons and one of them one main reason is gambling and um sport and fun and it's just the most horrific one of the most horrific forms of animal abuse on earth and you know it's and you're you're kind of in the heart of it like you're doing all this work to kind of put put a stop to stuff like that as like i'm, I'm not a dog owner i just didn't i all my a lot of friends have dogs like i've been around dogs i i love dogs i have i i thought like dog fighting was sort of this mythical old timey thing until right. until the Michael Vick thing happened. And I was like, yeah. wait, a human being today is doing that? And oh, yeah. you're telling me it's like all over the country, people of all different, you know, uh classes and all different tax brackets. I mean it's it's that is mind blowing to me. Like I I, I can't even I, that would be, I, I just don't, I guess I don't understand the kind of person you'd have to be to be okay with making money off that. It's like, sometimes like I've, I've watched, I, I've, I've had the unfortunate experience of watching a dog fighting, not, not in person, but oh on, my God. You know, oh. uh, no, a, a police, police, uh, some, some Video. videos that I've seen. And I can only watch a certain period, you know, a few seconds of it because it makes me physically sick to my stomach. It literally makes me want to throw up. It's so gross and so horrible. And what's really weird to me about it is, is aside from being, you'd have to be an actual narcissistic sociopath in order to do it. But aside from that, it's like, think about this. Like if you're, if uh, you're uh, at the dog park or wherever, and, and you saw two dogs get into a tussle, your natural reaction would be like, oh, you know, stop those dogs, you know, pull them apart or stop they're biting each That's, other. Make them stop. Biting each other. Stop. Stop. That's everyone's natural, a normal human being's natural reaction is like, no, 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 no. That's bad. Like, stop it. Like, it's a horrible. Imagine being a person where you think that, like they Yay. shove them at each other. They shove them. They get in the ring with them. There's people in the ring with them and they force when the dogs want to stop, they force the dogs to continue until there is, until a dog can is is rendered no more. Is well, that absolutely sickening? Like that that's, and, they, and then we have the audacity. Human beings have the audacity to call dogs dangerous, call them dangerous when people are doing, and that's only one form of cruelty these dogs endure. So think about that for a second. Like, who are we to to even insinuate or suggest that these dogs are? dangerous or a threat to society uh no we are human beings are yeah what 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 is the um, like what what is the process if you get a pit bull who was subjected to that or mm -hmm. any dog really who's subjected to something like that and then they're rescued or taken out of that situation what is the kind of sort of deprogramming like like here like it's like we have a prison system and, and I don't keep meaning to compare humans and dogs. I understand dogs are better. I'm just using humans, Thank as, you. A, just yeah, using yes. humans as a reference Thank you. because it's, it's what I kind of know. But, yeah, yeah. but if, if you put a person in prison and then mm. don't give that person any kind of any tools or any kind of um, education as to how to behave after 20 years inside when things are you know technology life is passing you by and then you come out and you're like well all i know is if i stab you i get your cookies and if i stab you i get your cigarettes and if, you know what i mean so like right you you have to like sort of relearn how to be in society at that point what is the process with dogs to get them kind of reacclimated to not having to do that or fear that that might be a thing that pops up again in life right um, I don't really know the, the honest answer to that question, but I do know that Todd, because Todd, Todd is from a dog fighting operation. Oh, no shit. That dog yep. on the couch with his face just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, he was saved from a dog fighting operation. And, um, and 
to our knowledge, he had never fought, but he was being trained to fight. And he was living, you know, in this horrible environment and was part of a dogfighting operation that was a bust. And, um, well, I will say it looks like he, he looks like he has learned to embrace the couch. I'm, I think he's doing all right. I think he Cushions all right. in general are probably his friend. <laughs> um, he's the sweetest thing on earth. Um, so their, their master plan didn't work. Um, now the dogs, you know, dogs that are saved from horrible fighting rings and stuff like that. I do know that some of them can't unfortunately be rehabilitated. They just mentally cannot be acclimated to another environment. I do also know that a lot of those dog survivors um, uh, don't like go, they, they can be in a home and they absolutely love people and they absolutely love kids. And you know, the reason I, I was told by a dog fighting expert was that because they're handled by people their whole lives, dog fight uh, dogs that are being forced to fight are handled by humans. So they have total trust and love for humans. So they're amazing dogs, but they most, most of them don't like other dogs. Some do as a la Todd and Sally. Todd and Sally. So yeah, it's a real, it's really dark. It's really sad. It's really sick. And um, it's something that I, I'm ashamed of like being a member of a species that can actually do that to animals. Like I, I just is. It's a lot like um, racism in mm-hmm. the sense that no baby is born with like hating for another group of people like that's just not the hate doesn't come naturally to your insides it just doesn't it just doesn't that's exactly right you're exactly right you're taught that shit the the difference with humans is and 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 maybe it's not that different but like the idea that eventually if you know you're able to afford yourself some opportunity you can escape that thought process do you know what i mean there have been yeah. people raised in racist households with For racist sure. parents who have grown to be like yeah. that is the la-. it's like you know some some people of alcoholic parents are like i'm never fucking drinking that's the dumbest fucking thing you know it ruined my whole family so like it's that there is that kind of thing but with dogs it's just like they're, they're born in like just shove it like you got to hate this other dog you got to hate this other dog and then oh now you're free and it's like well i still hate other dogs mm-hmm. yeah or they're or they're you know, they're, they're fearful. You know, they, when people say dogs don't remember, I think that's absolute bullshit. I they can't believe everything. that. Otherwise, oh, yeah. why would they remember? How would they be happy when you come home? How would they be happy? How could they not like, remember? Oh, they don't have memories of the best. Yes, they do. That's to and, make, that's to make the people feel better. That's to make that's human right. beings feel better. Once again, once again, it's about making human beings feel better. So, yeah. um, yeah, no, they're, they they have they absolutely remember the, the what's beautiful about them one of the millions of things that are beautiful about them though is that they choose to live in the present they don't choose to dwell on it they don't freak out about the future like we live our lives we very rarely live in the present we're all like this shit's gonna happen by 2022 or i can't believe what happened in 74 you know it's like that's our life and dogs don't live that way dogs go oh that sucked that i got hit in the face with a shovel but uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go about today like it's a great day. Now I'm gonna dig a hole and put this bone in it, and then bury the bone, and then go take a dump. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be the best day ever. If yeah. we could only live like they live. That's a good. That's a good. I always I always kind of point at trees as kind of um. They don't, you know, I mean, if you look at a tree, it's like they all grow all kinds of, every tree grows a different way. And it's all, you know, some of them get mangled and some of them are short, some of them are whatever. But the trees don't look at each other and go, look at this fucking tree over here. Like, there's no judging and there's no like, right. well, man, if I could just get six more branches, I could look like that tree. There's none of that. It's just, they no. just are. And they, they are just are. there. So like yeah. dogs, definitely like what you're saying about living in the present is, I mean, thinking uh, is the biggest addiction that humans have. Like, and I don't mean yeah. thinking like, how do I solve this problem? I mean, thinking like what you're talking about, like, oh my God, if tomorrow, if I don't get up early enough, I'm going to be late for work. <laughs> and if I'm late for work, my boss is going to get me. And like tomorrow hasn't even come. And you're already, you, you already have a whole idea of how the fucking day is going to go. Like, that's it. It's a challenge. It's like that whole Eckhart Tolle thing, you know, the power of now, like that is a, you know, I know that that's, that's old school now because Eckhart Tolle was what? 
am I uh, 2001, 2002? Well, whatever. you might have found him then. I just found him in like 2015, 16, and oh, I'm yeah? obsessed with that guy. Oh, I went and saw him live, fell asleep 20 minutes in, but here's the that point. could happen, yeah. Yep. He's not a charismatic speaker, as you would say, <laughs> but, 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 but his shit is on point, and it is the most challenging lesson. Like, I, I've always said, you know, like, an angel was like the greatest teacher. These dogs are the greatest teacher because they just live their life in the moment. They can feel like if they hear a loud sound, that can make and you know, bring back a bad memory, but they're out of it. Once the sound is over, they're like, okay, let's try to, you know, some dogs are worse than others. They're all individuals that, you know, sure. that they, they've suffered different, but, and if we could just live like them, it, life would be so epic. What would be great actually is if every human disappeared on earth and it was only dogs and I was the only one that stayed. That That's like, um, that's at least a short you could write. You know what I mean? Like, cause the, there's a lot of stuff being done about, like there, there was the Fred Armisen, uh, Maya Rudolph show about the afterlife. Remember there was, that. Um, there was a, a great show called My Death Co, which you can see on YouTube that I'm in. And then there's, uh, I'm just kidding. Um, plug my own shit while I'm at it. But, but like, there's. Um, Wait, were you, were you in it? Yes. Um, yeah. Am I the best? Am I the? <laughs> this is easily the best. Yes, the best. Um, tech. The best. Am I the best guest you've ever had? Tech, tech, technology wise, yes. Thank you. Thank yes, you. Yes, definitely on point. I definitely hope there's a way. I hope there's a way to keep that in, because I'm. Yeah. Actually, Julia and Anna call me Granny. They they're humiliated by my abilities. Uh, when it comes to technology, I'm humiliated by it, but I can't change. What are, what are, the, what are they, Matthew Broderick and War Games? Who would have the fucking, they're, they're not like. But, but they call me granny all the time. Like, Julie's like, do you know, do you know how to turn on a TV? Do you know how to, I'm like, okay. I, I just, it's embarrassing, but it's just, it's who I am. Hey, um, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Own it. Sorry, I fucked up the whole thing. I was no, no, talking you... about your your credit and shit. <laughs> yeah, you fuck. look. This show is about me, so can we just focus? Okay, um, okay. I do. I know. I, I do want to talk about. Um, so you've explained this the pitbull type thing because that was literally boggling my mind when I was reading. I was like, why is this keep saying type? Is in like I, I just wasn't sure. Pitbull's not even a real kind of dog. It's just a name. A term. A term. That is that is mind blowing for me. Mm -hmm. at what point like i know you angel was a rescue correct mm -hmm. yep and at what point because i don't like you got the dog and then this whole kind of advocacy thing sort of took hold is that correct or were you already were you no, already that's an correct. okay so oh oh well i mean i'll be i mean from the time i can remember i have i have loved dogs and animals far more than people i i've always i i've always related i just would rather be around animals always people. had a dog at home when you were growing up oh yeah that's a whole other story though oh. my parents and the, and the and the dog situation with growing up that's a whole other story but yes but i loved i've loved i love dogs and i i think you know my childhood has something to do with that in a round long story kind of way which we won't even talk about but Grow, you know, yeah, yes, and I, and I, you know, oh, if I saw a stray dog, I was the person, you know, pull off the street, chase them down. Like I, I've always loved dogs so much, and um, had dogs before Angel too, but I, I when I own when I, when I you know got Angel, I I started learning about how people were. I would watch people cross the street, run to the other side, and I learned about all these all the abuse and discrimination and this, all this shit that surrounded me. I never heard, heard of it before. I never knew about it. And I was like, what, what an angel had like a burn down the center of her back. And I, I don't know what it is, but it, you know, she had, when she was brought into the shelter, it was assumed it was battery acid could have been whatever it is. It was a very severe burn down her, the middle of her back. And actually during that year, when angel was brought into the shelter, uh, the, the shelter worker who worked there, told me that tons of dogs were coming in with these same burns. Now, oh. some people have said, oh, it's probably just bad flea medication. I, 
I don't what? buy that one. <laughs> yeah, I, they, we put Denerex on the dog. and um... It's just like insane. So I was like, no, this is abuse. It's abuse. Something happened to her that was horrible or whatever. And I was shocked by that. And I was just shocked that they cut their ears off. And I was just shocked by all of it. I was like, what the, what is going on? And so once I became educated about breed-specific legislation and the abuse and discrimination, I was like, doing nothing is not an option. Like, I have this information now. And who would I be to then navigate the planet for the rest of my life and do shit about it? I, I just couldn't. I, I, every time I looked at Angel, I was like, this is a real, a real thing that's happening every day all around us and I have to do something. And so what I decided to do was start, uh, I started stand up for pits and I did one in, I think the first one was 11 years ago at the Hollywood improv. And, and just, and I, just a, just a show, just a stand up show to raise money for, yeah, cause I, I wasn't a nonprofit or anything. I just, for a, a local rescue that, that, that adopted out pit bulls. So I, I, uh, show and, handed them a massive check at the end of the night, you know, and then did another one the next year, handed them a check and started doing them around the country, you know, and picking rescues that would benefit from it and stuff. And, um, and then I became a nonprofit um, in, I think I filed in like 2013 or 14, became recognized in 2013 or 14 and um, then organized the, the Pibble March on Washington, D.C. And I did that by myself, organized that completely by myself. Raised all the money by myself. Yeah. And it was incredible. And, um, and then just continued the work that I was doing, but the, instead of just handing massive checks and, you know, you know what producing events are like, it's insane. It's such hard work. And, um, and so then because I was, became a nonprofit, I was able to earmark the, the funds and, and use them and distribute them appropriately and how we felt it was best to use them. And so we've, uh, it's 11 years now and we have, um, you know, we we educate, advocate, save the lives of people type dogs and we help with frontline rescue efforts. We give grants. We've helped in an array of ways. We have a national spay and neuter Angel Day initiative in memory of Angel and we've spay and neutered pit bulls. We still are doing it <coughs> nationwide all over the country. Free of yeah. charge, we pay it. One of the I liked what your website said about how you're open to however you can help. Meaning, like there was, it was kind of written in a way that was like, if there's other ideas too, we're we're not like we're open to yeah. whatever whatever is current, yeah. whatever whatever makes sense, whatever can whatever can benefit. There's no like this is all we do and this is how we do it. There's no, you know what I mean. It's mm -mm. not a uniform uh, nope. military like operation. It's like, hey, best idea wins. Let's do as much as we can. Yeah, it doesn't is, matter. John, let me tell you about, there's so many ideas that are incredible. People like teachers have made angel coloring books and taught their students about That's nice. angel. Okay. There's, I could go on. There's so many, so many amazing things came from that March, that pivot March and still do. It's so incredible. But one of my, and and people have done amazing, like they make stand up for pits wreaths and, and stickers and it's amazing what people do. And as much as I hate humanity, I love stand up for fits people so much because they're just doers you know they're not going to just sit there and go well i was thinking no they do something um and one of my favorites is last year during the pandemic people have been awesome with stepping up because i haven't been able to tour and this family has this and this little boy they started building squirrel picnic tables oh okay yeah okay I never saw a squirrel picnic table in my life. And squirrels actually enjoy picnic tables. Do you know that? <laughs> I didn't until I did. Uh, squirrels kind of terrify me a little bit. They're, yeah, sure. If they didn't have bushy tails, people would walk yeah. around openly hunting them in public. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like if they had rat tails Probably. without the hair oh, on the end, oh, people would be whipping true. batteries at every squirrel they saw. And now because they have a bushy tail, batteries. everyone's like, Everyone's yeah. like, oh, take your little squirrel hands and eat your little nut and be weird and have human fingers almost. And I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're very strange. Squirrels are very strange. They, they are. They, and they're smart. They're so smart. And they are they know how to navigate a city and the wilderness. They're, they're yeah, the they're, real deal. They're not afraid. They're not afraid. Mm -hmm. They're the real deal. So this this family made these picnic, these stand-up-or-pits squirrel picnic tables. 
I they sent me one and they were like, yeah, you know, just have people contact us or whatever if they want one. And, you know, my son came up with the idea of this adorable kid and um, just thought it was so they went and got the scrap wood and they built these and they were epic. They stained them and shit. And I was like, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. So I posted one. It went bananas. So they had to start a website. They had to build a website and people, they got order. I think they ended up donating over four or $5,000 from squirrel picnic tables. See, come on. That's the kind of thing. Like I, I, I get, I, I'm, I'm with you on the, you know, humanity is generally a letdown and sure. every problem that has been created on this planet has come from us and that That's we right. are definitely a cancer to the planet. But right. when you do something like you're doing, which is you're doing it out of love, seriously, it's mm-hmm. like um, you have a love for these dogs, you have a love for your own dogs, and and it's and it's compelled you to to move forward with something. That when it gets other people involved, you then sort of get this renewed um, feeling about humanity. Like it's not a flaming pile of shit, not all of it. You know what I mean? There's, right. There are pockets and there are people that are going to step up and show up and take action and support and be worthwhile to things yeah. they believe in. And I think that's that's there's something to take away from that because I used to be really just like every human being is a piece of shit. Every human mm-hmm. being can suck. Yeah. Like I used to yep. just not like anybody. And there are people that... It, that, it, that's a little unfair, you know what I mean, it's of, of me to, to do. So mm-hmm. I, I like that Stand Up For Pits has brought people your way that have like shown you that not everyone sucks, you know. And like you said, these people are not Seriously. afraid to move forward and take action. Yep. I mean, I, you know, I still have, um, I still have friends, um, obviously. <laughs> I, just, I just want in, that for in... a sentence to end. I still have friends. I also have dogs, <laughs> but I, I still have friends. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I still have friends, you know, obviously that are, that are, you know, comics or, or in the industry. I have friends that are in the industry, of course, and actors and whatever. Um, but, um, and, and I, and I love those, those few select so much and I'm a, I'm a ride or die kind of gal. Um, but some of the people that I have that have come into my life because of this cause, um, have just been just some of the most tremendous, most um, incredible human beings I've ever, I, I mean, it's just, uh, it's such a testament to what angel, you know, I've, I've always said everything good that's happened in my life is because of angel. And I, I stand by it. It's like, it's, it's been really incredible. And I, you know, as much as I shit talk humans, like I said, it's like, these are, these are good folks and it's, yeah. they, they do care. Yeah. And, and I gotta say, like, I know I mentioned this on the phone, but like, how do you go from, like you're a stand-up, and, I, and I'm not trying to, I'm not lumping you, your brain in with my brain. I understand that you're probably much smarter, but like you're a stand-up, you're an actor, you're doing your thing, and then you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I got this dog, I really starting to hear about this shit, not liking it, I'm gonna do something. Now my shows are gonna be, I'm gonna, I can donate money for my shows. I'm using my stand-up as a way to then raise money. How do you go from that, which is a concept I get, and I can wrap my head around, to starting a nonprofit. And then being recognized as a nonprofit and then getting like, what is the red tape paperwork? What is that? Like, how did you maneuver that? Oh, it's awful. And it's a because you're asking the government to be tax exempt. So you can fa- you can imagine the paperwork involved. If you're they don't doing, want that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. The government doesn't want that. They're not like, hey, let's give tax exempt to everyone. You have to you. I, I hired an attorney who does that okay and the attorney took no money that's how amazing she is and donated her time and we filled out everything and we went through it and it's a big stack of everything and you have to you're you have to have a mission statement you have to it's a very complex process to become a recognized nonprofit you have to mail that in pay the fees wait it can take six months to a year until you're recognized by the irs and then and then once that process is over and you finally get the letter that says, you know, you've been, you filed is one you're thing. Recognized. You get it to, then you're recognized. That's great. And that, that essentially is, you know, 
it, it's it's the very last thing on the planet I would ever want to do because it just that kind of stuff is not in my wheelhouse. That it's kind of work. Like, it sounds like work. It's work. It's, it is, <laughs> but it is. It is, and it's something you have to stay on, and you have to be. You have to. You have to be accountable, and you have to be, do it correctly, and all of that yeah. stuff. Um, but it also opens up the opportunity for you to say you can, people can make tax deductible donations. It's. It's. You know. That's the way to raise funds. Is it's a tax deductible donation for someone? They can write it off. It's all, you know, it's all legit and you have to do it. If you really want to do, if you want to grow and you want to do the work, you got to do that. And the, what also sucks is the, the follow-up, you know, the, all the stuff that goes with it, the bookkeeping, the quarterly, the, you know, the CPAs, the, you know, all that stuff. It's an, it's, it is my full-time 365 day a year job. Job. Yeah. So you, yeah. and, and when you go do like, COVID aside, you go do a show. Are you doing stand up? And then, like, when you go do a stand up for pitch show, that's still you doing stand up comedy. Oh, I'm, I headline it. Yeah. So you haven't stopped, like, writing or going on stage or none of that is really, like, no. You have, again, that's because that's what I was, that's what I was curious about. It's like you've used this, you've used one thing that you've learned and figured out how to do well stand up you know what i mean and you've been able to use it to um push forward this amazing organization and raise money for a cause you believe in like there's you know a lot of people get into stand up and they're like i want to be rich which i think is the most fucking hilarious thing when I person yeah, yeah. gets into stand up and they think there's money at the end of that tunnel i'm like get the fuck out of here there's no money there's no money Bill Burr has the money. That's it. There's no money. And I'm just kidding, Bill. I mean, I just, people are making money, but it's not like a, <laughs> yeah. it's not like a, people shouldn't be getting a, into a, comedy. I always just say, Santa, you know, look, I, I, when I came out to LA, I start, everybody I started out with is insanely wildly successful and famous and rich now. And uh, I wouldn't trade my life for one second with theirs, not no. for one fucking second. And, uh, you know, I, I live a very full life. And uh, I have very little, but what I do have, I'm so thankful for. And, and I, I would not change a single thing. It would be nice to, to not, you know, ha have night sweats about money, <laughs> but you know what? It's fine. I'm fine. I'm grateful. And I'm so thankful that, um, you know, I've, and I'm, I'm so happy for everyone who's done well. It's a hard oh, business. Yeah. It's a yeah. lifestyle. It's I'm happy, but, but I just love the fact that, that, you know, I'm able to, and I have, you know, comics on the shows. I, I do stand up. Bill Burr has done stand up for pits. Yeah. You know, he's got, he's got, years, he's got a great dog. He loves his dog. He's always well, talking I about think, his dog. Well, I think he got, got rid of it. To be honest. Oh, really? I'm not sure. I think so. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. when he got it, when he, when they had their, when he got yeah. a kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got uh, but he did it responsibly. And, and I, I don't fault him for that. He did the right thing. You know, it's, if there was, don't set up, animals or children for failure. He did the right thing. In my yeah. Opinion. Yeah. So, so, but I'm just saying like how, what, a, what an incredible thing to, to, um, you know, to be able to, to tell jokes and, and do it with, with comics and then save dogs. That's, that's what I'm saying is like that to be able to combine that, those two things is, is such, um, it's just so rare, you know, people don't get to do that very often. Um, you know, people have causes and like there's a the comic Dan Cummins is very good with getting a charity to donate money to, using the money that comes in from his podcast, pushing it out to this organization, letting oh, his cool. fans choose which organization of the month they give to. Like he's got a oh, whole that's system. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's really, I'm going to cough, hang on. <clears throat> it really is. Um, it's, that's cool. it, it's amazing when you can use what are, what are his charity or does do we it's it's, just I, it just it just depends i think um you know yeah. he gives uh, uh I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure to be honest with you i just know that they do big checks and they get big they, people are coming in and out and i don't follow it as much as i should i guess but um they and felipe they, it, esparza too do you know felipe i do yeah 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 he's just such a he's such a wonderful guy and he um i was on his podcast I don't know a few years ago or something and what up, they fool? donated yeah yeah, yeah what up fool yeah, yeah what up fool yeah and um they donated a you know a thousand dollars to the stand up for pits and he's done stand up for pits and now they have pit bulls and he's a vegan and he's just a, like a he's just a good guy and it's like it's amazing to see 
the comics who come out who and it seems like that they enjoy it you know like it seems like yeah this is so fun like well, to you're, do you're, something you're helping you're helping yeah. you're using this like because there is as much as we feel like comedy is a, a saturated industry in los angeles and new york and chicago and there's comics every you can't throw a rock out your window without hitting a comic in the head but when you break it down there are more teachers, there are more janitors, there are more cops, there are more firemen, there are more scientists, there are more astronauts, there are or not maybe not astronauts, but there are more people who work at NASA than there are comedians. You know what I mean? Com mm -hmm. It's a very small percentage of people. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's a gift. It's something that if you can get up on stage and make people laugh, you have a gift. That's a gift. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. it, it, is, it is enough to get up there and, and, you know, make people forget about their shitty week. But to also be able to, you know, add on top of that a thing that you're passionate about that you can then have a huge hand in. in like the, the money that you're raising doesn't come in without you. You know what I mean? There are people that are going to donate that that wouldn't know anything about this project or this this um, nonprofit if it weren't for you doing the shows and doing the promotion. It's just a combination of everything that makes the whole thing such a really yeah, yeah. fun, worthwhile thing, I guess. Yeah, um, and it's slow, it's slow growing. You know, it's like we don't have millions and millions of followers on social media or anything like that, but um, the ones that we have are, are impactful human beings doing great things and I'm just proud to be doing this alongside of them. And um, it grows slowly and surely every year. And um, that's all you can ask for. It's, it's, it's just getting, trying to even just getting one more person invested. Yeah. That, that's what I always like. Like I just started, you just started this podcast. I don't, I'm not looking to get a million people on board by next week, but if one person Here's mm -hmm. one episode and they're like, oh, you know what? I never thought about that. And then boom, boom, boom. They can go share that with their family or their friends mm -hmm. or whatever. It really is that simple. It's it's mm -hmm. not a complicated thing. If you can reach one person here, one person yep. there, you're doing something. Yeah. Um, I don't want to take up any more of your time, but I do really want to quickly want to ask you about the D.C. Million uh, Pibble March mm -hmm. and how yeah. you organize that and... It, I mean, oh it, it looked like a lot of people and a lot of dogs. And I'm curious as to who picked up all the poo at the end of the day. Um, Actually, dogs were not allowed, but, <laughs> it, but the people, but the keynote speaker, some people did bring dogs, but not, not many because it was on the West Lawn of the Capitol. And I, I chose to say it's a human only event, but of course, Angel was there and some of the keynote speakers brought dogs. Um, and um, I organized it from my one bedroom apartment in West Hollywood by myself. I never, it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I got sick. I lost hair. I was so stressed out. I was sleeping in intervals. It was so much work. People think you just, people think you just gather somewhere and walk down the street. Well, fuck no. I know that, that there's no, you can to get to, to make, to do a sketch where nobody's getting paid and to get four people on a schedule that can, can work out to get that many people in one spot is fucking crazy. Yeah. And, and, and it, this was in 2014. So didn't have many followers. What I think I had just gotten on Instagram only a few, few months before the March. This was just word of mouth based on the cause and and the work that we were doing and these amazing people going, yeah, you know, it's, it's fucking ridiculous what is happening to these dogs and we need to fucking march about it and talk about it because it's absurd. And all these people came from all over. People came from Canada. Some people came from Europe. I heard some people came from Europe all wow. over the country. It was cool. an estimated 5,000 people. And it was incredible. I, and I did not know how many people there's no way of knowing how many people will show up until you till you walk out of that hotel that day and so when i walked out of the hotel it was either going to be 20 people i was gonna say you and your dog or or and i looked down the street and i just was like this is absolutely incredible this is the most insane thing i've ever seen and it was because it was based in truth it was just the truth it was that these people we're tired of these amazing dogs going through the shit they're going through and they'd had it. It wasn't really, and yes, I organized it. And yes, it was so much work. It's, there is so much that goes into it. We would need five podcasts to talk about. I'm not joking. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I believe me. That's why, I mean, I just it's wanted the nightmare. rundown because I can't, yeah. 
I can barely but, organize three people for a podcast. So, to, you know, I'm telling you, it was insane. But I dedicated my life. It took me one year, one full year from the time I decided to do it and announced it on stage in D.C. to the time I marched down the street in Washington, D.C. to the Capitol. It was one year and it was every single fucking day. It was from the moment I woke up to the moment that I went to sleep. I It was it was so much and it. It was insane. It, it's it's like I, I should write a book about about it. It was yes, you should. But it was it was um one of the most I'm you know one of the one of the greatest things I'm one of my greatest accomplishments. I'm I'm so happy I did it. I followed through. I'm I'm so proud of every person who came and still I'm proud of the people who are still in the cause fighting because a lot of people come and go and I get it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's hard, but there are people that are been there from day one who are still fighting. Well, that's that's fucking awesome. I mean, and like you said, you, truth and love. You did, people were they knew the truth. They were they wanted to change that truth. You know what I mean? They wanted to make it better, and it was that's done. It. it was done with authenticity, and it was done with the love of what you were doing and the reason you were doing it. So, you know, just those two things alone, you really can't fail. So even if it was you and 20 other people, it wouldn't have been a failure, but it wasn't. It was 5,000 other people, and it was, you it's know. crazy. I mean, yeah. that must have felt good. That must have felt good just to know that that it many did. people were like, yeah, we, we got you. We're here. Yeah, and they were like, this is absolutely ridiculous. It was good to have all those. It's one of the best days of my It was honestly one of the very best days of my life. That's it doesn't awesome. hold a candle to this entertainment bullshit. Right. Yeah. Like, no, because you, you what, because it. that was real. Because yeah. that was real. And that's yeah. the key. Um, Rebecca, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. We'll put up links to um, the website and where people can donate and learn more because, you know, I feel like we barely scratched the surface on what it is we you guys did. do. And, yep. and there's a lot more that if anybody is interested in either donating or if they have a dog like this and they are feeling that kind of discrimination and they're looking for a place to be understood and figure it out um that this website and stand up for pits is a great place to start so thank you so much and thank um, you my friend yeah uh good luck with everything you have anything you want to plug are there any events coming up you want to talk about really quick no we're in a global pandemic so i'm pretty yes. sure that we're, we're yeah, okay. um, smart yeah nothing um no, I don't know. We're, we're, there's a possibility that we may be able to do Hollywood this year. I'm going to be talking to a couple of venues later in the month or early May to see how things are going. But, you know, I don't want to do an event unless it can be at full capacity and safe. Yeah. So if it means waiting until, you know, Dr. Fauci gives us the go ahead, then um, then that's what I'll do. But um, other than that, no, I mean, we have we have our store up of merchandise. People can can buy that helps that helps nice. yes um, yeah. yeah and you know follow us on social media and share share dogs who need help that are in shelters and um you know just do what they can however they can every effort matters so awesome well i appreciate put. you and i i appreciate you having me on it's so yeah, good of to course. see you it's great to see yeah. you thank you i really appreciate you taking the time and uh yeah, best of luck i'll see you all soon. right you too okay All right.